are Locked On Diamondbacks, your daily Arizona Diamondbacks podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back to the Locked On Diamondbacks podcast. You're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You're listening to who? That was wonderful host of this podcast, Miller Thomas. I'm a multimedia journalist and I'm a graphic designer. So please go check out my website, MillerThomas24.myportfolio.com. On there, you can see all my latest work from my packages to my articles to my photos and my graphic design. For today's show, it's crossover day once again coming at you with the last crossover of the season. At least, you know, these preview crossovers before opening day tomorrow because it is opening day Eve D-backs versus Padres tomorrow. So we got the Padres host on today, Javi Reyes. We're going to be talking about, you know, our offseason, how AJ Preller was able to Make all these deals without giving up top prospects. Why don't other teams do this? Expectation levels for the D-backs. So we get into a whole bunch of discussion in this pod. And then remember, tomorrow on the Locker Room app, follow me and Javi Reyes on there because we're going live pre-game. We're we're starting probably a few minutes, like 15, 20 minutes before the game starts. We're going live. We're discussing opening day. We're going to be going through at least the first inning. Then we're going to be coming back around the ninth inning and do a little post-game uh, as well, pregame on my feed, postgame on his feed. So go follow us both on the Lock Room app. Go check Locked On Dimebacks Twitter uh, to go see our usernames for the Lock Room app. And don't forget to follow me on Locked On Dimebacks on both Twitter and Instagram or my personal account at CreatorThomas24 on Twitter as well. So now let's jump right into it. But first, if your company's interested in reaching men between the ages of 18 and 44, your company should be sponsoring this podcast. Locked on Diamondbacks to listen to by 98% men and 80% between the ages of 18 and 44. So if you want to reach men in that age range, this is your spot. Plus, I read to the most reasonable round. Email me at lockedondimebacks at gmail.com to find out more. Now let's get into that last crossover before opening day. All right, back with another crossover pod. This time we're doing it with Locked On Padres. Javi Reyes, of course. Javi, let's say what's up to the Locked On listeners. <laughs> what's up, Locked On <laughs> listeners? How you doing? I hope you're vibing, you know, because this is it, Millard. It's Wednesday. This, this is it. This comes out. One day away from opening day. It's uh, it's, It feels like Christmas Eve, man. It really does. It really feels like Christmas Eve. It feels like the eve of your birthday. Some would even say that. Whatever uh, you celebrate, it's that's that day before, and I'm so excited. I'm gonna be watching a ton of games. Honestly, I'm gonna I'm gonna be like, it's gonna be like NFL red zone type of day. You know what I mean? Mm. That's what's gonna. But for baseball, especially for the first uh, day, um, and I can't wait. And of course, our teams face off to begin yeah. our respective seasons. It's uh, it's gonna be a blast, man. Yeah, but you're waking up. You're gonna have you know uh, Christmas presents everywhere, all over the floor, under the tree. <laughs> Your stockings gonna be filled. I might have some coal in my stockings over here. You know, rooting for the D backs this season. So <laughs> we'll see how it goes. And of course, you know, we gotta jump right into it and talk about the off season, Javi, because mm-hmm. I mean, the Padres, arguably the talk of the town. You know, you can argue Mets or you know some other team, but the Padres probably the talk of the town. It feels like they got the whole off season started. Honestly, they acquired yeah. Hugh Darvish, Blake Snell, Musk. 
Musgrove, you know, Haseen Kim, Mark Melanson. They had a, an amazing offseason. So yeah. what are your thoughts about the Padres offseason? And to say that, not of uh, Tatis signing a 14-year extension to be the cherry on top, right? Um, mm-hmm. Look, I, there are some people who will argue the Mets. There are H-Town Wheelhouse at Lockdown Astros who will – bring up oh, the yeah. most contrived of points i don't know if you were there when he i mean clearly he was doing a bit it was hilarious he's like you know i think if you look at it like you know who just did enough the astros maybe they won that which is hilarious i love when people yeah, it was on my locker room he did that it was on your locker room yeah <laughs> <laughs> it was so much fun um but yeah i really do think humbly believe yeah they kind of won the offseason i think you bring up a good point where they really did kickstart it we basically had a month through where nobody was talking about anything and the only baseball news was X team is interested in X player. It's like, all right, cool. You know what I mean? And I'm interested in making money for a living. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. what are the breaking news do we have? So it was a lot of fun. And then Preller, I made this joke last week where I was like, I don't know if this guy was just, I don't know if he got angry. He was like, you know what? He, he was like Thanos. You know, he's like, he's like, fine, I'll do it myself. <laughs> you know, and then he traded all this stuff because he did the three trades, the three moves mm-hmm. in 24 hour period, which was, incredible and i wrote about this in a silly way for a blog um, when it (laughs) happened and it really remains that way the padres really did declare war on the dodgers the dodgers of course fired back a little bit bringing back justin turner and signing trevor bauer Mm -hmm. um and there everybody you can take your shot now for everyone who's saying we're on a baseball podcast and we mentioned trevor bauer i'm gonna try not to mention him anymore um because it's got out of control talking controversial about <laughs> yeah it's 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 a little bit too much i think at this point but yeah the padres offseason was really remarkable man i mean it's hard to even look at any team in baseball that's had an offseason like this in a while it's impossible to see one for the padres that's ever been like this i mean you could say 84 was the last time is that in good company yes because the 84 team obviously ends up going to the world series they have like a creed they have all the swagger they have all these fun players. they got goose gossage and all those guys right i'm saying this that way i get some street cred with all the old timer padres mm. by the way um but it really is because i also think that it's an important offseason in the history of baseball because and while that might sound hyperbolic in a lot of ways which is fair the this is the padres you know they are not the yankees the yankees are the type of teams that they go out and they change everything. They bring in Tanaka, Teixeira, CC Sabathia, AJ Burnett, you know, all these guys in one off season. And then the Padres, it's like, oh, we brought in, you know, um, Yen Hervis Salarte, like from a few years ago. Like that's our big kind of or one of our bigger offseason moves. And it's amazing that ever since 2015, it's been building up to this. Ever since Preller comes in, he fires, you know, you know, I'm doing finger uh gestures right now but he does the the matt kemp justin upton will myers craig kimbrell doesn't work out right but then he reloads he reloads and then he slowly builds up then he signs with shadow they debut tatis when they didn't even need to if they want to manipulate service time and that leads to i mean miller i don't know if you remember last season one of the bigger stories was the padres were the winners of the trade deadline and now looking back that looks like a sparkler compared to the adam bomb that was the uh, the off season that the Padres had this season. You know, Mike Clevenger being the big name. Guess what? We have you Darvish and Blake Snell now. So I really think that in a lot of ways, Padres fans should be excited. And especially considering how good they were last year and how much fun of a team they were last year. It has been a fever dream in a lot of ways. And I, you know, you've seen me in the lockdown chat losing my mind uh, after every single yeah. announcement that happens. Let's just say it's been it's definitely been a lot easier to be 
happy as a Padres fan this offseason. And I know I'm curious to hear what you say about your team's offseason, because last year, if you remember, you weren't bullish on the team or you were a little bit. actually. Yeah, I was a little bullish. Through, yeah, you were a little <laughs> bullish on the team. But, you know, now it seems like that's definitely not the case for the Diamondbacks. So, you know, what, what exactly happened for you? Because enough about me. Enough about yeah. everybody knows about the Padres. What's going on with Arizona? Yeah, Arizona had a uh, pretty interesting offseason. And, yeah, I don't remember that trade deadline too much because of how distraught I was, the Marte Parte (laughs) breaking up at the deadline, trading Starling Marte for absolutely nothing, honestly. So I was pretty upset at that. And I might argue, you know, the Mets won the offseason just because of Stephen Cohen signing. But to talk about the D-backs, it was anti-Padres. Uh, offseason basically we signed three dudes all to one-year deals all the dudes are 35 or or, uh, Trubal Cabrera, Joaquin Sawyer, Tyler Clifford for a total of eight and a half million dollars so it was the complete opposite basically Padres did we weren't going out there we weren't spending money this offseason the deal is just not in a place where they want to spend money and they definitely proved it this offseason by only signing three guys to a total of eight and a half million dollars. So they, they were good signings. Joaquin Soria is probably going to be the closer for this team. Tyler Clipper just got shut down for the next six weeks because of an injury. So we won't see him. Cabrera has been killing it in spring training. So he's going to be like a super mm-hmm. utility guy playing the entire infield basically uh, this season. So he's not going to be an everyday player, but he's going to be, you know, playing every day, be a more platoon, you know, Ben Zobris, Brock Cole kind of guy. So I'm curious Mm -hmm. to see what the offseason additions uh, mean to the team. Joaquin Soria might mean the most just because the closer, but it wasn't a very fruitful offseason. But I do I do want to throw it back to you just a little bit, because Mm -hmm. you did mention about how the Padres, you know, aren't a big market team and they're not the Yankees. They you know, they're not a team that just goes out there and just signs people willy nilly. So they did all this wheeling and dealing. They signed Machado, of course, that big deal and Eric Hosmer. But they did a lot of wheeling and dealing with trades and they did it all without giving up, you know, someone like Mackenzie Gore. So why can't other teams go out there and, you know, poach these star players from other teams? Is it because A.J. Preller is just, you know, has a third eye that no one else can (laughs) can use? Or is it the ownership? They're just, you know, a lot more rich than we even give them credit for. Why are the Padres so successful, you know, right now making all these moves? You'll hear Javi Reyes' answer to that question. But first, I want to talk to you guys about Bilt Bar because Bilt Bar is the best tasting, amazing tasting protein bar we have been telling you about that's been on the market for a while now. And Bilt Bar is the amazing low calorie, low sugar, high protein, high fiber, amazing tasting protein bar with 100% chocolate on all bars. Now's the time to find out which Bilt Bar is the best. It is Bilt Bar Madness, and it's the championship. So it's cookies and cream versus cookie dough chunk. And I'm going with cookies and cream because I'm a huge Oreo guy, and that Bilt Bar fits my every need. If you want to vote, go to BiltBar.com or go to at bar underscore built on Twitter. Remember to use that promo code LOCK15 to get 15% off your next order. That is LOCK15 to get 15% off your next order at BiltBar.com. And check back to see who won today's matchup and who will become the best tasting protein bar. Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Holder Peter Burskowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, all right, all right. Let's get back to that crossover with Javi Reyes. 
Yeah, he's I mean, AJ Pell, you're right. He has his third eye open. He has solved the life equation. He's the only one smart enough to pull off these moves. No, and all seriousness, though. Uh, I mean, a- Preller, I mean, you know, I, I don't have to talk. I've been begging for him to murder me uh, in yeah. my reactions famously <laughs> on Twitter, <laughs> which I haven't done in a while because I'm waiting for another Preller bomb because who knows? That's how crazy of a GM he is. That's It's become a thing on Padres Twitter wherever like people will screech. Like, Padres Twitter is really funny, even if it's a little malicious and like the wild wild west out there sometimes they screenshot every time he's at the games and if he just looks at his phone and is on a call they're like he just traded for josh Hader." <laughs> like everyone's like and what's funny is that's not too far of a stretch anymore with this guy the way i say it is this and i don't want to repeat my same talking point too much but i kind of have to because all of your listeners haven't necessarily heard it and mm-hmm. that's that on one hand i think Preller's brilliant I think that he's in the S tier of GMs currently. You have to put him in the S tier, not the top one, but then not like the best of the best, but in the best tier, I would say of GMs and in, in baseball right now, I think you got to give him credit. You got to give the Sidlers credit for clearly being willing to spend money. The Padres freaking salary is like now in the top 10, which is nothing that we're, we're used to. And they're spending money. There's cause I remember heading into last year. I was like, ah, one thing I am worried about is Kind of a swing and miss on Eric Hosmer. Kind of a swing and miss on Will Myers and Manny Machado's first year. While, I don't know if you saw the group that someone put all overrated team uh, and it was Machado for third base all overrated. Yeah. If, all right, talk to me when you find a guy who bats 250 slashes with a 330 odd base and 33 home runs. That That's, oh, that's the worst season ever. Like, wow, what a down season. Okay, anyway, moving on. Um, but since it was kind of like, a uh, this guy didn't do too much for his first year, was ownership going to be like, all right, buddy scale it back you had all we gave you money but look what happened and instead it went the complete opposite direction you darvish has a big salary they just gave tatis that big extension so you got to give credit to ownership which is something that i know people in the lockdown community we don't like doing and justifiably so on the other hand while you should give credit to the padres for why what they've been able to pull off i do believe that fans should be looking at their own teams and being like part of the reason why the Padres are able to do this is because other teams don't want to. And I mean that in terms of, I'm not talking about Pittsburgh. I'm not talking about Detroit. I'm not talking about Seattle. I am talking about teams like Cleveland Mm -hmm. teams like Tampa Bay, these teams that are, yeah, these teams that are, you know, and one of them directly related to the Padres with Tampa Bay. This Mm -hmm. is a team that was in the world series and they decided we are getting rid of, one of our best players. They're ace. In, they're ace. Tyler Glass now, everyone's saying he's better or could be better. Sure, fine, whatever. I don't I don't want to, okay, whatever. They're both in the same tier as of right now, right? And I, I think Glass now could be a sleeper for being, not even a sleeper, he's not a sleeper anymore. Everyone knows he could win the Cy Young. But people should be looking at that. In other sports, you really do not have this happening. You do not have in the NBA where a team like the Brooklyn Nets they're like, I got an idea. We're going to trade Kyrie Irving away and for picks in 2026. While in baseball, the literal team that was representing the American League in the World Series decided to give up their best player for money reasons. And by the way, Blake Snell's contract is very team friendly right now. It's only three more years. I think this year he makes 12 million and then next year it's about 15 million. But it's only a year after that, right? Only three year deal that he has remaining. So it's an unbelievable steal in that respect. The issue, the the Tampa Bay Rays, if baseball wasn't clearly having some sort of collusion effort and teams, you know, not wanting to spend money, not trying, the Tampa Bay Rays three days into the winter meetings go and sign George Springer. Three days. 
It's just immediately. They're like, we're getting one of the best free agents on the market. If they don't do more than that, fine. But they're the ones that are aggressive. Instead, it's like, what do the Tampa Bay Rays do exactly? Oh, they brought in Chris Archer. And I still think they'll be a good team. But this idea that you were in the World Series and now you have to start planning for 2025, like why? That doesn't make any sense to me. So while people should be praising the Padres, I think they are. But people also should be like, they're one of the reasons they're able to do this is because they're trying and other teams aren't. I do not believe there is that much of a disparity where other teams like Cleveland and, and Tampa Bay and I don't know, like you could even say the the Cubs are another good example um, that they have to just give up. No, you guys have talent. There's just a thing going on in baseball right now where teams don't want to spend money. So it's great to reward the Padres. I am certainly enjoying it, uh, but also people need to keep in mind that there's a weird thing going on in baseball right now. Yeah, and the pandemic definitely hurt, but the sport mm-hmm. is going to bounce back. The sport mm-hmm. pre-pandemic was making just as much as the NBA in terms of revenue. I think if not more than the NBA in terms of revenue, pulling in billions of dollars. So the money is there. The owners have the money. Not every franchise has the money. I mean, Tampa Bay, I mean, they do have to pay their fans to come watch their game. So I, I kind of get it maybe from Tampa Bay's perspective because they always seem to flip their dudes before they have to pay them like mm-hmm. a David Price or something like that. But mm-hmm. uh, these other teams like a Boston who traded Mookie Betts yeah. like, that made absolutely no sense. And they're a big market team. You would assume they yeah. have all the money in the world. And then the other part of this is they're not only just trading these players. They trade them. They continue to pay their salaries. And then they don't even get a good return back. That Nolan yeah. Arenado trade, don't even you know net back a, a top you know a prospect in the deal. How do the Padres mm-hmm. uh, make all these moves, trade for two Cy Young caliber players, and not even give up their best pitching prospect, mm-hmm. Mackenzie Gore? That's that's really the part I don't understand. In the NBA, if a guy like Anthony Davis requests a trade, you know the Pelicans are getting everything the Lakers have in terms of assets, mm-hmm. picks, players. In baseball, you just don't see that. You don't see a you know a team poaching the top three, four prospects in another team's organization. And it's always like, yeah, just give me your 15th best prospect and your 20th best prospect, and we'll just call it a deal, and we'll pay for half the dude's salary still. So that's probably my biggest issue with these deals, honestly. It's not just the fact that they don't want to pay them, that they trade them, continue to pay them, and don't even get a good return back on these franchise cornerstone investments, honestly. We'll continue our crossover with the Locked On Padres podcast. But first, I want to tell you guys about Bet Online because Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. Bet Online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Real time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today. Receive your 50% welcome bonus in your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Use that promo code Locked On. The Locked On MLB Division Preview Series continues on the Locked On MLB Today feed. And they did just drop the NOS, so you could go check out the D-backs, what I said for their preview heading into the season. Every episode from now until the 31st features in-depth looks at each team in every division. It's on the Locked On MLB podcast feed right now. Follow Locked On MLB on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Right, all right, let's wrap up the crossover. Absolutely. It's it's an issue, though. And in the Mookie Betts thing, then they have the gall last year heading into the season to, to raise ticket prices. 
obviously before COVID stuff, it's like, yeah, yeah we're going to get rid of our guy who it might be potentially like a Hall of Fame caliber talent and get, you know, Alex Verdugo was pretty good last year, but you're not really getting too much in comparison to how much you're losing. And then you're going to raise ticket prices. That's what shows you. That is the most damning fact when you see that they are charging more for providing you less and that they show that they don't want to pay more. And then you see things like they don't want the DH. Of course, baseball actually wants the DH. They just want to try and get expanded postseasons and stuff like that in baseball, which would, you know, it's just this whole the MLB and, and over the course of baseball, you can really look at how baseball the mlb pa and the mlb are always fighting right that just seems to be a constant right we've had lockouts and all that stuff before but Mm -hmm. baseball really is in this spot baseball is acting like they're winning and they have the ability to do this it's like no you guys are actually declining a bit and when you look at your metrics and your demographics the sport is definitely not as popular as it once was and you're losing the most important demographic which is people that are friggin' young you know and all if all you're capturing in this is this older audience and relying on that older audience to pass it down to people like you and me to the point where unfortunately we grew up watching baseball so you know i've tried not tried but i've had like an up and down relationship with baseball in my life where you know first to fifth grade loved it or whatever Mm -hmm. then sixth and seventh grade uh fell off a little bit then eighth grade all the way to my soft by my freshman year of high school you know, was good with it. Then sophomore, junior year, and then senior year, I came back and then freshman year where I'm like, I'm always going in and out where I'm like, this sport seems to hate me. Like, it Mm -hmm. seems like you guys hate your fans almost. And I'm back now, obviously, because I host this podcast, as you can tell. So (laughs) they keep suckering me in. They're like the candy corn of sports where I just I keep coming back for better or worse. A lot of times, right? Yeah. (laughs) Um, It's very it's sad. It's sad, and I think that teams need to realize your teams could do this. Oakland A's, yes, you guys definitely – your owner is like one of the five richest in, in the league. He could de- – you're telling me you can only pay Marcus Simeon a one-year deal, and the only way you could do that is paying him $1 million over the course of 10 years? Like each year, $1 million increments? Are you kidding me? No, they could spend more. Do not let them convince you that – yes, did they lose some money last year? Sure, but find me – Uh, if you could get them behind closed doors yeah people who invest you're telling me that you've never had a down year or a down time of course you do that doesn't mean that you sell completely and start acting it's no it's this all part of this thing because they don't want to start paying players and they want to cut down on the the cost of things they just signed like a billion dollar um tv deal tv deal and that's not even taking into account sponsorships and all the coverage and all these other things that you're going to work into that's just the tv rights so that's what's crazy about baseball is them acting like it's it's like everybody had a bad year. Everybody had a bad year, you know, and guess who had more of a bad year? Regular people, you know, and they don't even want to pay for minor leaguers. The, the Padres, believe it or not, were one of the few teams that were like, we're paying our employees up until like October. All the people that work the stadium stuff like they did do that. They're trying to earn goodwill and hopefully nothing really bad happens. Uh, right now, they're at 100 percent approval rating. Nobody seems to have beef with the Padres, but make no mistake. Teams have money. I'm not complaining when teams that are clearly in a rebuild like Detroit, that they don't go out and sign seven guys because then you'll find yourself in a situation that isn't great. You have all these guys that are like 30 getting paid and you don't have enough young core talent. It's the teams like Cleveland. It's the teams like certainly Tampa Bay and Chicago Cubs to a degree that show you the direction baseball is going in and which is a direction of being very anti-fan and very much just wanting to make as much money as possible. And Rob Manfred is a big reason to do with that. 
Um, and wow, I am getting on a very anti, hopefully they don't send the people after me. <laughs> Anti-Manfred. Hey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like <laughs> the, the anti-Manfred thing, uh, which is almost been, you know, talked about ad nausea. But yeah, yeah I just, I really bit. think it is important to stress that. But your team, I actually think, your team, I think, is actually being a little bit smart. They shot for it and then they were like, all right, this clearly isn't working. Let's do a hard reset and then we'll we'll kind of see what happens. But yeah, tell me a little bit about your team. Yeah, and the one man who didn't have a bad offseason, though, during the pandemic is Jeff Bezos. That dude is just making billions over billions. Yeah. So I think he's been okay. And just real quick on the Alex Verdugo thing, uh, he had a good 2020 season, but I don't know. I feel like he might be getting a little overrated heading into next mm-hmm. season. On MLB stuff was was concerning, I saw. He's considered the fourth best center fielder heading into 2021, and like all the you know top 100 lists have been like, pretty high, honestly. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. we'll see if Verdugo has a pretty breakout season. But the D-back, yeah, their team right now, they, they're hoping right now that the 2021 season is closer to what they were in 2019. 2020 was basically the worst case scenario for every player on this roster. Ketel Marte, his power just basically disappeared. Eduardo Espar mm-hmm. came into camp out of shape. He didn't look the same. Carson Kelly, where did his confidence go at the plate? Luke yeah. Weaver couldn't get through six innings. Madison Bumgarner couldn't get through six yeah. innings. And the D-backs, you know, we saw that big Madison Bumgarner deal, you know, in the 2019 offseason. And maybe that's why, you know, it's a reason why they don't want to spend money now. And the D-backs always seem to go after these aging starting pitchers yeah. for some reason like a Zach Ranky giving him 200 million now Bumgarner giving him 85 and the Bumgarner contract that thing is backloaded so he's going to be making 23 million uh two seasons from now annually he's making 19 this year then 23 Ooh. over the next two so he's going to be making a lot of money over the next two seasons so for the D-backs I think the biggest question is which version as I've always been saying I, I've been saying this a lot but like you all say this for the Padres the listeners which version of the D-backs are we getting we're getting the 2019 version of these D- uh, of these D-backs players that this team can be competitive in 2021. I don't know if they'll make the playoffs, but I think they could fight for a wild card spot if we get the 2019 version. But if it's the same thing as 2020, then this team has no shot. And you're going to see a lot of players like Dalton Varsho and some other dudes in the minor leagues come up and start getting some playing time because they have a lot of you know people in their farm system. They have one of the best farm systems in baseball. So right now, it really depends which version of this D-backs team we're going to get. And I, I really don't even know how to answer that question. The best way I can answer it is, it was a 60-game sample size, very small. The D-backs did have a stretch where they rattled off, you know, a, a good amount of wins for like two weeks, and then they went back in the gutter. So if we cut off the 2019 season after 60 games, the Nationals would have even been in the playoffs, who eventually won the World Series. So that's basically the best thing you can hope for for the D-backs. That the sample size was too small, and it just evens it out uh, in the end. That's it for this edition of the Locked on Dimebacks podcast. And don't forget to follow us on Locker Room because Javi Reyes and I are going live tomorrow, pre-game on my feed, post-game on his feed on the Locker Room app. And as always, stay safe and stay healthy. Deuces!